You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Thank you for listening to another Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 17th of September. The report from the BHA that caught people's attention this week was the announcement of £1,000 fines for trainers Kim Bailey and Oliver Greenall for administering a substance on race day other than hay feed and water and Kim Bailey joined Nick on Thursday morning to discuss this while Nick and Rishi also discussed whether the BHA had dealt with the announcement correctly. Gordon Elliott had his first runners this week after serving his six-month ban, and David Russell was back in the saddle at Dan Patrick this afternoon after nearly a year on the sidelines. We also learned of the retirement of dual champion chase winner Altior at the age of 11, and I'll bring you a snippet of Nicky Henderson's tribute to him shortly. But looking ahead to this weekend's racing, on Saturday we've got the Air Gold Cup Day, three group races at Newbury including the Mill Reef Stakes, and Grade 1 action in Canada. We'll start with there and with Carl Burke, who's sending a nice team there, and he spoke to Nick before declarations on Thursday morning about their chances. Um, yeah, we have a big team of horses going up to going up to air. Um, I don't think we'll have a runner. I'm pretty sure we won't have a runner in the air gold cup because Staff had a chance of getting in. He'll he'll run in the silver cup. Probably Shallow Al um, will be in the silver cup as well. Thicker Staff could run very well in that. Spy Catcher would have been a guaranteed runner in the Air Gold Cup, but he's just not ready to run, so um, unfortunately he misses it. Um, but yeah, we've uh, chances every day really up at air, you know, and um, hopefully I run a nice filly in the Firth of Clyde to one a maiden. It's a big step up to a Group Three, but she's a she's a nice filly of uh, Colin and Melba Bryce's snooze, and you lose. So fingers crossed uh, we can get at least one winner on Saturday. Trainer Lazare has a fancied runner in tomorrow's Air Gold Cup in the shape of Just Frank, who won last time out, and when Nick spoke to him this morning, he put it to him that his horse looks to be coming to the boil just at the right time. I think he came to he came to himself this time last year, didn't he? When he went down and won that sales race. Um, and I think it's his time of year. And he's been getting there all season. And at first, he showed his, his back to where he was. He's the easiest horse in the world to train. I'd love to be able to have a little bit of credit, but I can't. You could spend it like kids pony. He's got tons of speed and stays on. But I've tried him over seven. I've been messing about with him all year over seven. Totally stupid because he's a natural six furlong horse. But as you say, he stays on really well at the end of those sprint races and air is the place where you need to do that with that with that stiff finish. So you've got the six furlongs, you've got a bit of cut in the ground. Paul Mulrennan seemed to get on really well with him. How how hopeful can you be, Les? Oh, Nick, you know, it's a, it's a big thing, isn't it? You know, um, I mean, the biggest thing in our career, we're well, within the E-Bar. Um, not many people won the Echo Cup and the E-Bar. In the career, so I mean that's how difficult it is. We're um, expecting a, a big run from him, even though I know it's going to be it's going to be tough. Over in Canada, Desert Encounter will be looking to emulate Joshua Tree by winning three Grade One Canadian Internationals 
and Nick spoke to his trainer David Simcock earlier in the week to learn about the horse's quirks, as well as his chances on Saturday evening. He's a lovely old horse, um, remarkably sound horse, and he's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, he's probably kept his longevity and going. Some would argue he's a little bit of a thief. Um, you know, he's quite quirky, um, but, you know, he's turned up in a lot of good races and he's won a lot of prize money. I don't. I don't know. Do I, I sort of. I sort of get the sense that you're doing him a bit of a disservice, really, saying that. I, he's, he's got a big fan club. Yeah. Well, listen, he's probably a lovable rogue, um, and everybody loves a rogue one way or another. Um, but listen, he's he's been consistent. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure how many stakes races he's won now, but it's, it's close to ten. Um, well over a million in prize money, and he seems to turn up. And he turns up generally at a time of year. Um, and this seems to be his time of year. His run in Windsor was a great prep behind a very good filly, and trying to give her £13 was no mean feat. Um, but I think sort of what's kept him going is if it's not his day, he's very quick to stick two fingers up you and he'll run, he'll run average. And, and that's, that's probably why he's kept going for so long. And that's probably why he's had you tearing your hair out on occasions as well occasionally but you know when when you know he's also given us some wonderful surprises you know he, he won those um four stakes races about um two years ago he was third in an eclipse he's turned up at royal Ascot and champions day on numerous occasions to pick, sort of pick up the pieces and win decent prize money for finishing four fifth and sixth um you know in, it's um listen he's he's just a credit and um he's a very very lovable character and listen he goes goes there on saturday in great shape this week has seen the first running of national racehorse week a concept created by trainer richard phillips as an opportunity to showcase the immense care and attention that racehorses receive so over 100 yards across the country have opened their doors this week to the public and it's been very well received but trainer joe foster has gone one step further and is reaching out to those unable to come into the yard, as she explained to Nick on Wednesday. So, um, rather than open up the yards to people who probably already love racing, we decided to take the horses out to those people who couldn't get to visit the yards or see the racehorses or even go racing. Um, particularly after COVID, we thought there's a lot of lonely people who've been isolated on their own. So, we've been visiting local care homes Um and then integrated that with visiting some of the local schools um, just to introduce the kids to racing because they're obviously our future audience. Um, and so we thought, well, you know, maybe we've, we'll teach them about uh, race, working in racing and how the horses are looked after and, um, you know, everything that goes around it. So to, to, to put it in the young brains at um, an early age, we thought was probably, um, and they loved it. They, they've loved it. You know, it's been, it's been massively positive on, in every direction. So it's a, it's a fantastic idea and it must have given you a, an awful lot of joy to see how much pleasure that, that it spread. Do you know, it's quite surprising because it was quite emotional. You know, even the staff sort of were, I couldn't believe how um, how rewarding it was. The first visit we went to was to a care home. And, um, you know, these residents, there was 38 residents, and, and most of them were wheeled out or, you know, very few of them could walk without uh, an aid. Um, and um, the joy that it brought to them and 
you know, the, the racehorse, he's, you know, obviously he's only 75% fit at the moment, ready for the jumping season, but he warmed them and he was gentle and they fed him carrots and they just sort of touched him and they they let him sniff them and the smiles it brought to those faces and some of them haven't had visitors for a year and a half still they've you know they've been in and out of isolation with covid and things it was it was it was fantastic and it's so good to feel like we're actually giving something back as mentioned earlier we learned this week of the retirement of 10 time grade one winner altior who ran up a 19 race winning sequence which included the supreme novices the arkle and two champion chasers Nicky Henderson paid tribute to this special horse on the podcast at the beginning of the week, who is off to spend his retirement with Mick Fitzgerald and his family. When he came as a young horse, Sprinter was just retiring. And, um, you know, you can't, I know London buses come along a bit like this, but you really can't believe two horses can come like that. And, you know, he's been, he's been at the centre of it for, for whatever it was, five, five years, really six years um i bought him as a three-year-old and you know it was pretty obvious from day one that he was a bit special um and you know you've just, they are all consuming when you're running in those sort of races you want 10 grade ones five grade twos in that run of 19 so you know um 14 uh, 15 of the 19 races were at the highest level and i think that's fairly staggering comparisons were always made to sprinter sacra but i'd rather just focus on on him really and and what his what his key attributes were uh that that sort of set him apart as you say from day one you knew he was good how did you know he was good well when you start to do a bit of work the the, the really bright lights just stand out from day one to be honest with you very often some of those that are at the back still become good horses do you know what I mean but they learn to beat them but if you've got so much natural talent that it it it, 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 they've just find everything easy and you know nothing ever flustered him he had a wonderful temperament to go with it to be fair um and you know, he just took it all in his stride and he loved his work, he was just good at it. Um, but everything was just very easy for him. You had to do a fair amount of work with him, to be fair. Um, but it was just no, no bother to him. It was all just straightforward. And we had those five glorious years when you know, nothing went wrong. I was back at Watership Down Stud this week to speak to their farrier Gary Pickford about the role that he and his team play in getting the yearlings to sales and why they're so crucial from day one. You can listen to this on this morning's episode with Nick and also importantly, Cornelius Lysett's tip on that episode was Mr Wagyu for Jason Hart and John Quinn in tomorrow's Air Gold Cup. Thank you very much to all of you for listening. Nick will be back with you on Monday morning. I hope you have a great weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.